Welcome to the third hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk with one and today live from Junk Bonanza. Woohoo! Yes! At Canterbury Park in Shakopee. This For is Santa our stop. That's right. Our Santa Stop, our 52nd annual benefiting the Ronald McDonald House charities. It is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. We'll get we'll get back to more of the reason we're here a little bit later, but Ooh, the early birds are in. They are. They are here. We'll talk more about that in Hundreds a minute. Hundreds of people nope, just walked into. Stall oh man, to bring I, uh, a toy for the Ronald McDonald. House. Can't stall and you look at her, Holly. She's <laughs> trying Santa to stall. Stop? Oh yeah, I'm seeing people. Great. Look, they've got. They are saving business. They oh. got their rolly carts yeah. and they're Absolutely. filling them with stuff. And they're That's festive. Right. They got their Christmas sweaters and headbands on. We sure, hope they're paying. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Vintage um, goodness. Yeah. What else can we say, Holly, about Nothing. how amazing this is here today? Uh, you just got to come to see it yourself. That's right. We have a special guest joining us. Uh, our oh. buddy Ellie is back oh. at Hubbard headquarters to uh, uh, put up our, our leader, our dear leader, the Dark Lord, the Hose Beast herself, uh, oh. B. Arthur, is on the phone. B, are you there? Yes, I'm, he- I'm here. And whenever I hear that something Alexis did was weird, I say to myself, oh, what fresh hell is this? Yes. Oh, what fresh hell is oh, this? I doesn't need to know about this no. one, guys. No. How you doing, B? You having a good day? I'm good, Lex. What did you do? Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I tried. So, B. Can I blame the drugs? No. No. B, My me... walking pneumonia? No. B, here's the deal. Are you sitting down? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know Alexis well, right? I do. Okay. Long time. So, here's, here's what happened. About two segments ago. And by the way, Holly has already posted this hour two uh, on our show page. It's processing right now. It's processing. Oh, no. Here's here's the deal. Now, I'm going to set this up, uh, B, just like we did in the show. And then you will follow along and you will notice the problem as quick as we did. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Welcome back. We are going to talk about the final season of The Crown. Uh <laughs> Part one of the final season, uh, this uh, part one uh, takes you up to Diana's uh, death, Diana's crash in 1997. And uh, for the first time, the three of us kind of all watched something together. Um, so uh, now at this point, B, Alexis chimes in, okay? And now I'm going okay. to be Alexis here, okay? This is my Alexis imitation. Oh, yeah, okay. I watched. Stop it. I, I made notes even. And, I, and Holly and I were like, oh, oh my wow. God, we made a little joke about her notes. We said, oh, my God, you made notes. And she goes, okay, now this is where I really need you to pay attention. She okay. goes, yeah, no, this surprises you because, as you know, I, I, di- I dipped out of the first season, and this isn't my jam. So I thought, you know what? I wonder if I could just jump back in to the last season and enjoy it. And you know what? I'm here to tell you you can that's great. Now, Holly, back me up. I am not far off on that quote from her. No, I am you old, are not. That's You're accurate. Yeah, so that's, far. It's yeah. very accurate. Okay. Now, this is the part where I need you to stabilize yourself. Uh, hold on to a couch. I need you okay. to... Are you ready? Yep, I'm oh, bracing I said, myself. I said, okay, so Holly and I go, well, Lex, since you took the time to make notes, why don't you go ahead and tell us your observations? And she goes, well... My first observation is Queen Elizabeth and Prince King Philip bought a camcorder to record their wedding. And I thought to myself, I wonder where that footage is. 
B, are you seeing the problem with what Alexis just observed? Yeah. Okay. Um, Alexis. Let's, ex- let's explain it. Yeah, let's explain it. Um, Alexis did not watch, and again, B. Arthur, 15 seconds before I said, hey, what are your thoughts? I said, this final season ends with the death of Princess Diana in 1997. Set it up perfectly. Set it up. 97. The, yep. 19, 97. Let's keep that in mind. 1997. No, 1997. And then Alexis, seconds later, her oh. first observation of jumping back in, and again, she used that term, jumping back in was... Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth bought a camcorder to record their wedding. Well, it was actually a gift from the king. Yeah, the gift, a gift from the king, and then she mentioned Churchill. Now, B. John Lithgow, man, he killed that role. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's funny. Jay says you were telling this story and you called him king. Did you say whatever? It doesn't matter. But you see the problem with this. Nothing, nothing <laughs> registered with our dear Alexis. Again, she saw a young Queen Elizabeth. Thought it was a flashback. A young, an hour for flashback? For three episodes? For, three, for 40, 45 year flashback. I mean, it happened. And then she made it, she, so she saw a young Queen Elizabeth, a young Prince Philip, and Winston Churchill. <laughs> and kept and watching. And wondered to herself, wondered to herself, Oh, they have a camcorder. I wonder where the footage is. I wonder if that's her first thought. And then she made it worse when we started laughing at her. She was, but guys, but guys, <laughs> look what I clicked on. And this is where oh, she gosh. and this is where she made it one hundred times worse. In her attempt to explain it, she shows all of us here at Junk Bonanza the iPad in the in the net in the Netflix interface. Are you ready for this, B? Yeah, I, yep, I wasn't yep, com- yep. I wasn't she computing goes, numbers, B. Okay. She, go- she goes, but look, but look, <laughs> the cover art shows Princess Diana. Yeah. And I clicked on that. But it also says season one, episode one yeah. on the graphic. So, so B, so B okay, she, what Sally, she, she, she clicked on the cover art showing an adult Princess Diana, and she it did not register to her that she was not watching a season that took place when Diana was alive. What was she watching? Season one <laughs> with Winston <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but she did, it didn't okay, register hold it, hold to her. Hold it, hold it, hold it. For me and the audience, yeah. let me understand. She thought she was watching the final season of The Crown. Yes. With Diana's but fact, death. But in fact, she was Thank watching you. season one of The Crown yeah, uh-huh. when Queen Elizabeth was 26 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just yeah, want to make sure I got that straight. And she found. So, Lex, can I ask a follow-up question? Uh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. As you were watching it. Yeah. And it was in black and white. <laughs> Good points. Good points. Did you think to yourself, "Wow, when Diana died, Queen Elizabeth sure was young." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow, look at she's taking the role. She's going to be a great queen. 
Uh, you know what? I had to say it didn't register once. <laughs> Over thought, three episodes. I thought B. I was watching three. the current episode, the season. Like, oh, look at me. I can for just jump hour, right in. No big deal. For an hour. No, three so, episodes. Yeah, yeah, three episodes. Three? Oh, my God. No, shut up. <laughs> three? Yes. And it, it's actually worse now that I'm thinking about it because I, when, the, you know, the crown just hit so hot, so fast. I did try the first three episodes. Ten years ten, ago. A decade yeah, ago. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. is really isn't for me. But this time around, it didn't register that I watched these. and Because it's been a decade. A lot has happened in a decade, guys. I know, but, but B. <laughs> okay, she, okay, okay. It was an okay. experiment to her. She said, I wonder if I could jump. This is the problem. She said okay. her the foundation of her <laughs> bit was, yeah. I wonder if I could oh. jump. I watched a little bit of season one. Yeah. Gee, I wonder if I could now just watch the last season and still enjoy myself. Yes. On our grid, <laughs> B, Jason wrote God, The Crown mid-season check-in. I said, also watch The uh, Crown. Alexis chimes in, me, me three. <laughs> okay. Here's what I here's what I wonder. Hey Holly. Yeah. Jason, oh my gosh. Yeah. Will you just let let's just let's like let's let's put Alexis aside for a sec. Yeah. And let's just let's go through a little thought experiment. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So you're Alexis. Yeah. And you're watching what you think is about Princess Diana's death in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead what you see on your screen is Queen Elizabeth when she's twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> and you're watching not one, not two, but three episodes. Yes. I mean, I thought it just moved really at, slowly. And you're Alexis. And yeah. Alexis, you don't get to talk. Okay. Okay. You're Alexis. Are you thinking to yourself, because I would, my God, this is slow. <laughs> <laughs> no. What I would be thinking, B, if I were her... Wow, they have a lot of ground to cover in one season. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, Elizabeth was like, what, 60-something in the 90s. So she's got to age 40 years in three episodes. Oh, there's 15 scandals before we get to Diana. I, I, <laughs> I mean, okay, Alexis, you can come back to the conversation. Okay, I'm back. At any point in those three episodes, did you think this is weird? Not once. <laughs> wow. I'm thinking, wow, I've, this is really not a lot to like catch up on. Like, I'm feeling pretty like in the know, and yeah. uh, they'll eventually get there. I mean, yeah. wow, there's, there's a lot of ground to cover, but okay. B, B, there's nothing to catch up on because she picked up exactly where she left off. Well, she didn't even pick up where she left off. She rewatched it. <laughs> she it wasn't even picking up. She just it's like worse. <laughs> It's worse. You guys, when when oh Elizabeth gosh. married Philip, wasn't it like 1950 something? Oh, we're in it the was 50s. the 50s. It was the, like I think they got married even in, in the, the 40s. late 40s because she became queen in the early 50s. So, be, yeah. uh, admittedly, I'm not great at math, but that's a 50 year difference between the season that we thought we were talking about and the season that we uh, thought that Alexis was, was watching. Shoot, yeah, that yeah. was my point. It was a half a century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll. Make sure that I pick up on the right if I watch today, you know. No, okay. But I, I can I blame well, the drugs? B. No. Uh, it's really my question, you know. On a steroid no. and uh, antibiotic. No. And, Alexis, no. It was three episodes in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. So B. I don't. There, I just. Oh gosh. Yeah. There has been yet another Alexis moment for you to enjoy. Oh man. You know what? It's just part of the fun of the show. 
okay, all the fun of the show, is taking a little trip inside Alexis's brain once in a while. Absolutely. And it's a scary place. It's a scary place. Oh, it's Mr. Toad's wild ride <laughs> most days. Yes. Right? Okay. Go, oh, ba- go back into the coffin, B. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye. We are legit going to talk about the current season, though, right? You guys are going to give your thoughts about a mid-season check-in, <laughs> sure, right? We'll, we'll do it at like, 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you up and the listeners. You Thank you. I appreciate it because I want to know what you know, I'll be experiencing eventually. Yeah, in 50 years. Yeah. Should, I, should I continue through or no, should I just actually jump. just... No, it, just, yeah, jump. just gonna, jump I'm going to jump. I'm yes. going to jump. What season are we in now? Six. Six. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay, the dirt alert. We're live at Junk Bonanza, benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. Uh, they just opened the doors for the early birds. Uh, Ooh, we're gonna they're open, here. They're here, girl. They Ooh. are. Oh, they. It's like it's popping. It's, it's lively. They're like friendly locusts. Zesty. They're everywhere, girl. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with the dirt alert. Moments for learning. This is a my talk dirt alert. No matter where we are, no matter what we do, at this time, we give you the top stories in entertainment delivered via the Dirt Alert via Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Jason and Alexis, I know you guys are a big fan of the show Suits. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Obsessed. And there is going to be a Suits spinoff set in Los Angeles. <gasps> Louis Litt? That, well, I'm not sure, but it's written by Aaron Korsh, who created the original Suit series. Okay. And this new show will be set in the same time frame as the original. Okay. It's also promising to have the same energy and good-looking people that the original did. So ah. same universe, but none right now, none of the cast from the original show. No, you know, we're just getting little nuggets yeah. of information from an executive right now uh, at a press conference. And she said that they're working on it right now. And she's referring to the show as Suits LA right now. Okay. She says it's mm. so fun and so happy. Suits LA is not the official title, according to Variety, but that's the working title. So this project is in development over at Universal. And remember, you can watch seasons one through eight on Netflix. Season nine is on Peacock, NBC's yes. streaming service. Don't forget. I'll, I'll be up. I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. If they get the cast and the chemistry right, like they did in the in or the original Suits. The side characters are mm-hmm. brilliant and dynamic. Then they've got a winner. But yep. that's what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? They're hearing what you're saying, Alexis, because this is what that executive had to say, that it's amazing looking people in great clothes. But at its core, if you can't have a show that's that's successful with just that, it has to have a great storytelling, great character work. So they are in the writing room working mm. on that. I mean, look Smart. at Law and Order. Look at uh, look at uh, the Chicago franchise. Yeah, you know? uh, they they do. I, I, SVU is, I think, even better than the original. Yeah. So so it's yeah. It's possible. Hope. It is possible, and they're working hard on that. Uh, we can talk about. You know what? We're just going to kind of keep things light here in this yeah. dirt alert. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow shared a picture of herself holding hands. With Chris Martin's girlfriend, Dakota Johnson. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, they're friends. They're friends, yeah. Man, she's really living that whole conscious uncoupling, friends with the new lady, <laughs> the new lover. 
Oh, well, they've been going out for a number of years at this point. And uh, yesterday, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, she was doing an Instagram story Q&A, and somebody asked her to share a photo of Dakota Johnson, and she shared one of her and Dakota holding hands while standing outside. I... I, pers- yeah. I saw this picture. I personally like that they're being mature and adult. Oh, my gosh, it's yes. Like, you know, back Especially in the day. for the children. Yeah. It's like the Demi Moore, Bruce Willis. Yes. The fact that they got along. I, I always I always loved that. I thought, you know what? That's putting the family first. Yeah. yeah. For sure. The kids exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Another mature relationship, or at least they want you to think it's mature, are exes Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Mm. Uh, they are mature co-parents, according to sources over at Us Weekly. You know, they have three children together. They're now all in their teens. Violet is 17 years old. Seraphina wow. 14 and Samuel 11. And according to the source at Us Weekly, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's focus is on the kids. You know, and Jennifer Lopez has two children of her own, Max and Emmy. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing that blended family together. They're still photographed, uh, Ben and Jennifer Garner, uh, doing a lot of drop offs with the kids, hanging out. You know, they're utilizing wow. that paparazzi press. Lucky kids. Yeah. I think Jennifer Garner is a really good mother. That's just a not just a uh, just a general thing to say. I really do. I think she's a fantastic mom. I believe that she Amen. is. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. J Lo too. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, they're they're definitely hands on parents. It looks mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. it looks like they all have a lot of fun. Oh my goodness! Taylor Swift and Travis Travis Kelsey, according to a new report, are double dating with Patrick and Brittany Mahomes at their Kansas City mansion. Oh. Huh. Hot. Should yeah. I go to Applebee's after the dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yes, riblets. <laughs> One dollar margaritas. Oh, um, <laughs> so, uh-oh. We're, gonna, we're killing Where's Alexis Taylor? again. Oh, hey, Angel. Hello. Okay, hello. We're doing a dirt alert here, and there goes Angel. Um, yes, mm. so according to the Daily Mail, uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will not only are they hanging out in Kansas City at Travis Kelsey's million, multi-million dollar mansion, but mm-hmm. now they're making house visits over to Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes' well, Kansas City mansion. I mean, it's just Kansas City mansions. It, it just it feels like the next step. You know, they're hugging and doing these, like, you know, handshakes and all this stuff in the box at the Chiefs game. Might as well go to the mansion. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be Nelly negative about this. Yeah, I like that they're fun. friends. It's yeah, fine. It's, it's cool. You know, I, the only reason I have like weird taste in my mouth is, again, that quarterback documentary series did not paint Brittany Mahomes in a positive light. Uh, and it actually made me, Patrick, I found him to be obnoxious. Oh, see, I have the complete opposite. I know you did. I know. Uh, and watching the same series, uh, I yeah. love him more uh, uh, than I did before. Really? Where do you like about me? <laughs> <laughs> He's confident and he can back it up on the field. You're right. No, oh my. And they seem to be really in love too. We are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, um, Bradley Cooper out doing a lot of press for the movie Maestro. Oh. He told Howard Stern that he's up for Hangover Four or Five, and now Ed Helms is chiming in his Hangover co-star. He's like, "Look, I am ready. If we get all the right people in the right situations, we got Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and the director Todd Phillips back together. Let's do Hangover Four. Let's have fun." Oh. Yes. As long as it's better than Hangover 3. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good you know what? I think Ugh. that maybe there's been enough time away that they could take a fresh perspective on yes. the franchise. Because it would be interesting. I wonder if the original Hangover has aged well. I haven't watched it since it first it came out. I it watched has? it about a year ago. Great. It does. Mm. Yeah. All right. Good. Yep.
More hmm. stories like this on MyTalk1071.com. We are live at Junk Bonanza, which just opened its doors about a half hour ago for early birders. We are here for the 88th annual Santa Project benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. More from that uh, and our crown review, our actual one, next. The 110th annual Santa Project benefiting Ronald McDonald House Charities. Welcome back. We're right in the middle of our Santa Stop trips. Call them that, trips? Uh, yeah. Adventures? Outings. Outings, yeah. thank you. <laughs> this is Jason and Alexis in the morning. We are live this morning. We're out on location. Uh, Holly pulled up in her unmarked, creepy black van. Alexis and I jumped in. Uh-huh. It says free candy on the side. You'll know when I'm driving by. That's right. <gasps> free candy, yes! Yeah, see? That's it's very easy. <laughs> I'm in! Yeah. Uh, and we drove out to the Junk Bonanza that just opened for early birders a half hour ago here at... Uh, Canterbury Park in Shakopee. Now, when does it open for uh, for mortals? Uh, ten o'clock. You mere can get mortals. Still. Okay. At ten the door. O- you can get tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because these are the early birders. These people, uh, Ooh, yeah. they uh, paid hundreds of dollars or something to get in. Right? Twenty dollars. Okay. Yeah, to get Twenty dollars yep. or that. And uh, this runs through what day? Saturday. That's right. I just saw and you your, could bring a toy today, tomorrow, Saturday, please. For the Ronald McDonald. Yeah, please. House. That's why we're here. Yes. I Me mean, truly. Santa stop. We're here to promote, obviously, our friends at Junk Bonanza. Yes. But judging by the crowd, heavens to Murgatroy, they don't need us. Look, there's just hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. I re- this is my tribe here. Uh, th- these are your people. people. Yeah. One of them brought me, a delightful woman just brought us co- another Ronda coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What then was I, her name? Jordan. Jordan. She's with Ronald McDonald House. Oh, Jordan. I love yes. you even more. Yeah. I am going to be, I feel sorry for the TV crew. Uh, this is, uh, I've now, this is six shots of espresso. Woo! One, one sip, you're like, woo! Oh, Lord, this is, it's going right to my head. Lots of ice, honey. So good. Yeah, espresso shots. It's very simple, but I, I enjoy it. So mm. thank you. Thank yum, you yum, uh, yum. to Jordan. But no, come on down to Junk Bonanza and, uh, and, and come. I, this admittedly is not my jam or jelly. Yeah. But we went in early this morning. I found a lot of stuff that I would like, I would buy. Yeah, it would look great it's in like your place. Christmas stuff, yeah. Well, and it's it's nice to mix things up once in a while. You don't want something that everybody has, right? You when want John go, said that, it yeah. It's just yeah, it's just the truth. You want to walk around and go, okay, and they're pretty reasonably priced too. Yes, and they don't make stuff like they used to, so it's quality. It's lasted a long time. Yeah, a lot of it's redone, so you know it, it does have an updated twist to it. Yeah, and this is going to jumpstart you into the holiday season vibe. Oh. So I mean, if you're looking for the holiday season to get sparked in your heart, boom! Come down to Junk Bonanza because it it is gorgeous. Yes, and then uh, go to the Red Nose Room. Then you'll get a second jolt. Oh boy! At Red Cow. Oh Town. my gosh! Yeah. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> that is true. And then watch some of the recent season of The Crown. <laughs> yeah, that'll jump. Yeah. That'll jump start you into something. Is it is it around Christmas time when they jump back into the story? No, I thought I, I thought. Not. It's the middle of the summer in the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, okay. I thought I watched it, but I really didn't. So how's the season going, guys? Yeah, so this is a mid-season check-in for the, let's say it together, (laughs) final season. Final. Sixth season. The final season of The Crown. Uh, This takes uh, the first half, takes you up to the crash and the immediate aftermath. Um, I'm not even going to bother looking or asking you because your notes don't really uh, don't really. Qualify. No Winston Churchill need apply. This is Tony Blair time. Yeah. Man, that, gosh, her British Prime I Minister. John Lithgow just killed that role. But what, anyway. Um, what, what did you think, Hal? Uh, I, you know, the one thing that really stuck out with me in season six of The Crown, Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana. Just a, a powerhouse 
performance Bravo. as the late princess. It, you felt like at some point you were watching a documentary. Couldn't agree more. Uh, she gets the essence of Princess Diana. And I say this as a person, I'm not fascinated by Princess Diana. I'm more fascinated by the fascination with Princess Diana. But Elizabeth Debicki nailed it and delivered a compelling performance. Just hand her all the awards now. Can I piggyback off that and add to that, put a Lego block on that thought? I was very critical, and I think warranted, of last season, because last season, the casting, because last season is when the cast changed, as they do from time to time. We got a new queen, uh, Amelda Stinton came in, and we got a new Diana, we got a new Charles. I did not like almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, my thought is, in this season, they all impress me. Yes. I think Amelda has really become the queen. And I still don't love Charles, but he is way better than last season. Yeah, and that's uh, Dominic West Domin- plays thank you, thank uh, you for- Prince Charles. Yeah, they, it seems like they've taken some time to re- reconsider all of their roles. And also, shout out to the actors who play Dodie and Mohammed Al-Fayed. Uh, thank you. Uh, it real Mohammed Al Fayed, the actor who played, it really emotional, mm-hmm. and and especially in that last episode of the first half of season six of The Crown, I was like, wow, everyone. Season six, Lex, yep. by the way, season no, six. No, that. Yeah. And uh, and I think for contemporary audiences, we know the beats of the story much more than we do of season one of The Crown. We a lot of folks lived through this. You remember where you were when you heard about Princess Diana's car crash. You you understand these people in a way where I think it makes the performances all that more challenging, but all that more impressive. Absolutely. Let me ask you your thought. There's been some criticism in reviews of the technique or the um, yeah technique that the creator producers used of having Diana appear as a ghost. Now, I'm not going to say ghost as in they put like a glowy special effect on her, but she appears to uh, she appears to Charles, she appears to the Queen, and then Dodie appears to Mohammed. People have not liked that. Your thought? I'm fine. Uh, I'm, I'm more you. than fine with that narrative device, that storytelling thank you, device. Narrative device. Yeah. It, it's fine. Guess what? The Crown, it's fictional. I mean, it's based on true stories. But you want a compelling television series. And I think the reason that the people are people are fascinated with the British royal family is that it's melodrama in real life. Yeah. You know, and this takes melodrama and puts an air to spin on it more than fine having those uh, moments in the last episode. We're talking about our thoughts on the fi- final season, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, final, final, final season. If you were mm-hmm. one six. of the royal family members right now, would you watch this? I would. Yep. I, I thought about that. <laughs> Me three. I would secretly, if I were even the boys, I and I have a oh. feeling, I know Megan's ass has watched it. Oh, yeah. I know. She's oh. a creature of television. She's got her notes out just like Alexis did for season one. Sure does. And I bet the boys, and so yes, going back to the I too did not mind I actually enjoyed the narrative device of, because what it is, Lex, and my talkers, Charles is flying uh, to Paris to retrieve the body, and he's on the, the family's jet. And I, you know, I want to believe, I don't know if it's the truth, I want to believe the way they are portraying Charles. They are sympathetic to him. They are portraying him with way more heart than his mother and his father. I want to believe that that's how Charles was because in in I live we were alive Charles did not come out come out looking well nor did the queen in the show 
Charles has heart and he um, sobs in the hospital when he has to, I guess, identify the body or retrieve the body. And I'm thinking to myself, there were a lot of doctors and nurses that had to come from somewhere. So I'm sure that that's an anecdotal thing that they put in there. So he's on the plane and he's sitting there and then they take a shot and Diana is sitting across from him on the plane. And they have a conversation oh, so back, back and, and forth. No, they just have a, so it's a kind of a wrapping up. And I thought, yeah, that's smart. He probably did talk to her. Yeah. He probably did, when he was alone, talk to her in the sky. Yeah. It's a great device. And then she talked to the queen in the queen's conversation. That was that was feisty? Good. Not feisty, but Diane, the narrative device, it was used to kind of teach those two. The, the dead was trying to teach the living a lesson. Yes. To try to, and it was. The queen, Diana, you know, uh, Diana was trying to teach the queen that she wasn't a, the wrecking, the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball that the queen sometimes saw her as. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought that the conversation between Mohammed Al-Fayed oh. and his son Dodi was very touching because the way that the crown presents their relationship and you get it, you get a hint of that in season five is that Mohammed Al-Fayed really wanted to be entrenched in the British royal family. And he used his son Dodi to get access to power oh. positions, and he kind of set up Diana and Dodie. And their relationship with each other is very sweet, I think. And you know, and in that last episode, they have a really great conversation, but then with Mohammed and the ghost of Dodie, they also had that kind of emotional closure too. Oh, nice. It's, yeah. it, I, I enjoyed it. I d enjoyed that device. I, was, I got emotional. And that's new. That has, they've never done that in the previous seasons. No. No, you'll see that because you're on season one. Yeah, um, just clar clarifying. In, in 40 years, yeah, you'll, watch <laughs> you'll watch that. Part one of the final season of The Crown, available now on Netflix. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to wrap things up here at Junk Bonanza when we re- most absolutely fabulous day here. We are at Canterbury Park for Junk Bonanza Christmas Edition. It's Jason and Alexis in the morning, My Talk 1071. Jason's on his way to the Fox Studios right now. He sure is. Holly, me, I'm Alexis. We're just hanging out here at Junk Bonanza watching all the activity go down. Ooh, the early birds are in Ooh. and everyone came prepared. They've got the carts with the wheels on them. Christmas lights on it. Oh my goodness. All festive and fun. Well, there are so many wonderful Christmas related and non-Christmas related treats here at Junk Bonanza. You gotta come down here today, tomorrow, and Saturday at Canterbury Park and Shakopee. You can walk right up, get your tickets, but when you do come, we ask that you bring a toy for the Ronald McDonald House Charities. That's why we're here. It's a Santa stop. So yes. we are collecting toys for the Ronald McDonald House. And we're collecting toys for all ages. Everything from infant to teenagers to adults. So keep that in mind. All ages, drop off the toy, and then come and replenish yourself at Junk Bonanza. Oh, it's just the best. And you are so right about talking about how Ronald McDonald serves the entire family. Yes. Yes, the sick child, but also there's a school for the siblings. There's times for the parents to get together. They take care of the laundry, the food, and, of course, gift giving because we pack that room oh. with gifts. Oh. And, oh, my gosh, we're so excited <laughs> to drop them off. And we have Jordan from Ronald mcdonald house hey girl hey hey girl hey. hey this is a dangerous place isn't it i need handcuffs on <laughs> <laughs> i saw her shopping i'm like we need to talk to you come on jordan let's go so let's talk a little bit about ronald mcdonald house the santa project how this impacts what you guys do well we fight over stopping in at the santa stops and 
I can't even talk to you for a second without crying. Our partnership with MyTalk is huge. Your community of support and MyTalkers stepping up for families who they're going through the unimaginable. And um, fortunately, yesterday we had a dad and his son pop in to say we're going home after oh. 240 days. Oh my wow. gosh. They're going home. And in the same day, we have new families checking in and they list. are completely overwhelmed. They're not going to have to worry about shopping. They're not going to have to worry about gift giving. All they have to worry about is taking care of their sick kid and being close by the hospital. So um, it is with the Santa Stop gifts coming to us at the house that we can make that happen. And we couldn't be more grateful. Our families could not be more grateful. Well, you also have not only just like Holly. You saw it for the first time a few a couple years ago now, yeah, right? Yeah, last year last when year. we dropped off the toys oh my from uh, from all of our Santa stops, we backed up a truck to the Ronald <laughs> McDonald House, and all the volunteers at the Ronald McDonald House, we were just rotating through, and we uh. were placing the gifts in the gift room. Now, uh. does the gift room at the Ronald McDonald House have an official name? Yeah, it, it sure does. And Is it like Twinkle Toes Wonderland? It's something? a great alliteration. Oh, Blizzard Boutique. Oh, I, I nailed it. <laughs> What did you the say? Bl- I don't know. But the <laughs> Blizzard Boutique, it is so fun because you have all the gift wrap, everything. Now, parents can walk in there and just pick out gifts. Exactly. That's because it. They know their family best. Yes. They know their family best. Of course, we're happy to do that heavy lifting or fun lifting. <laughs> um, but it is the season of the holiday that families can make it what it is for them and if santa claus comes to town for them well then that's happening there too if gift wrapping is something that mom dad grandma auntie whoever's with us loves then guess what there's a station and if it's something they hate we got volunteers for that (laughs) (laughs) so in the jordan uh, in the blizzard boutique at the ronald mcdonald house you know we got a lot of santa stops coming up can you tell folks what is needed? Like, what are the gifts in the Blizzard Boutique that you see are, are popular or that maybe there's a gap there that you're missing this year? So when folks come to our Santa Stops, what should they bring? Just like at many of our families' houses, yours, mine, the preteens and teens are the hardest ones. They're the hardest ones. My friends think Stanley Cups and little gift cards to Starbucks. Yeah. Think, um... You know, anything with nails, anything with fidgets and games. But most importantly, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. If you can get to the website um, and, and check out the list that MyTalk has, that's your ticket in for our, our biggest needs. But don't overthink it. Anything your niece, nephew, daughter, granddaughter, anybody in your own life their wish list is our family's wish list don't overthink it um but as far as the gap thank you for asking it's always the preteens and teens they're just the hardest for all of us right yeah Mm -hmm. right so lots of gift cards music yeah love the idea of the stanley tumbler and the nail kit oh yeah that's that's huge right now those are huge get yourself a bougie water bottle yes yes keep it cold cold. exactly Well, so it, beyond our Santa project, you guys also have a, another huge construction project that you are working on, and you are close to your goal, aren't you? Yes, we are so proud to be wrapping up our construction on our community kitchen. Um, Pre COVID, 
Um, we serve dinner, thanks to volunteers every night, brunch on the weekends, and then the world changed with the pandemic. And I hate talking about the pandemic, but guess what? We're serving families. It impacted us all and still. Yeah. Three meals a day, um, and we're never going back. Three meals a day out of our beautiful kitchen. Our families deserved um, an incredible enhancement to that kitchen and so commercial grade um, it's really making the space we need to serve families hundreds and hundreds a day so um, the million dollar kitchen project is wrapping up our first meal was served it's not quite complete but our first meal was served Thanksgiving Day oh. um, and 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 again we're serving hundreds of families a day and so um, it is the place where we come together. You will meet other families who are going through the same thing. And you thought you were all alone before you came. Um, and we couldn't do what we do without our medical partners here in the Twin Cities. We're so grateful to be able just to take care of our families um, while their kid gets the care they need. Well, you guys, are, you know, we dropped them off at Oak Street. But we're, you're in other places, too. Yes. How many people do you serve, and where are you located? So this year, we are going to serve almost 6,000 families across our wow. four Twin Cities locations and our site at RMH Northland in Duluth. And we couldn't be prouder. We couldn't be doing it without our community of support. Um, and it's families in our own neighborhoods, yes. our, our faith yeah. communities, our kids schoolmates, classmates, and um, across the region and, and around the country and globe, too. Well, consider volunteering, consider donating, of course, for our Santa project. And as a family, oh gosh, you're right, I didn't want to cry. But where the tables were turned in 2019 when my son was born, he was in the NICU for a month. You guys were just a game changer. So thank you for being at Children's yeah, and thank you, providing food and everything. So we love you. Thank you. We thank do. You. Thank you, Jordan. Nobody plans to be an RMH mom or dad or auntie. No. And we're so glad we can be there for them when they need it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping my talkers. Thank you, Junk Bonanza. We love you so much. UVU, have a great day. Bye.